Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. And joining us is a fifth generation. Wow, five generations. I need to understand that. Master herbalist, naturopathic doctor, vegan chef. She's also, is she a witch? No, she can't be a witch. She could be a witch. We're going to find out what that <laughs> witch thing is about. Let me find out. Let me welcome to the show, activist as well, Dr. Sinyata Amen. Welcome. How are you? Hey. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here. I love your work. I listen to your show religiously on Saturdays. Uh, Everybody knows not to bug me during that time. Well, I I am, I'm honored. Um, Again, that came, the the universe made that happen. So I can't even take credit, but I appreciate where it's going and what it has uh, brought forth. And even this witch thing, I'm I'm seeing everything differently because now I'm exploring the world through the lens of, of our ancestors and it's changing everything. So I'm not going to start with the witch thing. I think we should come back to that another time. I think you should come back on with that. But five generations, how is it, you know, I was just talking to my mom last night because we're doing a genealogy thing in narrative and my mom could go back to her great grandmother mm-hmm. and that was it. You know, and my dad has gone back five generations, but I don't know. I know they were one guy was a pastor, my, my great, 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 you know, whatever. How do you know your your generations back? That's a great question. Um, we uh, my mother's family is from the Caribbean and they have a very uh, unbroken chain of oral and written history that is afforded to uh, a lot, lots of Caribbean people who maybe have certain jobs. So if you're like your, like your great grandfather, I think you're saying like as a pastor, he may have known his father was a pastor or his grandfather. So you get these stories that come through. And I had the great fortune to study with my great grandmother, my grandfather's mother in Jamaica. She was a village healer of her village. So she told me about her grandmother. So it was, um, you know, you get these unbroken chains. If you get time to spend with the old people uh that's the benefit yeah you know i was um in starting this genealogy series the other thing though especially if you're black american from the south though a lot of those older people were conditioned to not talk to not talk about their pain to not talk about family business to not you know and you can't ask questions my mother said i couldn't ask any questions my lips would get twisted off and i'd get smacked in the mouth if i asked an elder a question we couldn't even ask questions so that, that you have that is not just a gift, but a blessing. It definitely is. I, I am very happy to have that. And on my father's side, they are uh, Black and Native American people from Southern Virginia, northernmost North Carolina. And so there's also an unbroken oral and uh, written history. Um, and so that is always fascinating to find that on both sides of my family, they were doing the same work. So even though my parents didn't get along, ultimately, um, <laughs> they got divorced, but their, but their family groups stayed very bonded. And I got that uh, information, which was awesome. I, I want to be greedy with this interview, Don, because I have a billion and one questions. We're in the midst of COVID. I had Erica Campbell on on Friday and we were going to, you know, be talking about a little more Jesus and all this other stuff. And it's we. I don't even know how it came up. It's like, how are you coveting or something? And she was like, uh, so you, t- did you get the vaccine? She said, Girl, I ain't taking the vaccine. And I was like, Arr. 
And so it like it hit and and when she started telling you know, she's her sister's a naturopath and she was like, Yeah, nah, good good immunity. Warren had it and I didn't get it and I've healed you know, worked him back to health and you know, and his mother and you know, so where where are you on this, Dr. Senyata? I this is a great question. I um am very if we can fix it naturally we should whatever we can do preventatively we should and then um you know sometimes it's popular sometimes unpopular among colleagues of mine is i feel like if they're if you're facing unnatural conditions like some of these are man-made or manipulated conditions whether it's the pollution that's in the air whether it's i mean you name the factors right um then you may need other modern uh, solutions for modern problems. And then you can worry about it on the other side. So let me give you an example, right? Um, when people say, well, I will never take antibiotics in my life and I never take them and I ne and yet they'll come to me and their foot has fallen off or gangrenous. And I'm like, well, look what happened is we need to solve that before mother nature takes your foot and the surgeon. And then we can balance your gut bacteria. I feel like you're worried about the wrong stuff right now. Oh, so I love, oh, so I, I knew, I knew it. I didn't know, but I knew, oh my goodness. Thank yeah. you. We are so dogmatic in our ignorance that I, I'm just like, at some point I'm like, I'm just at, I'm going to just tap out, go to my own Island. Y'all figure it out. Let me know how it's working out for you. But the, the, the level of ignorance and the rabbit holes people are going down. That just makes no sense around something yeah. that you said they ain't never seen before. This coronavirus is new. We don't know whether it came from a, a Wuhan lab with bats or bats in a wet. We don't know, but they've never seen it before. And, and so um, we have seen coronaviruses before, but they're all different. I mean, even in 1919 and 1918, my grandfather told me he remembers when he was a little boy that people had on masks when he was four and five and six years old. And that was right during that time. So he obviously survived it because he became a grandfather. <laughs> so we can survive these things. We have to be smart. We need to uh, pace ourselves through the information. So I grew up as a vegan vegetarian. Um, my father was a vegetarian who founded the company that I now run uh, in Harlem. He founded in Harlem. I run it here in DC, but um, I will say that when I was younger, I was very dogmatic about like vegetarian. If you're not a vegetarian, I can't date you. And, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And then I grew out of it, understanding you have to meet people where they are. So even in this conversation, Dr. Hunter, you're absolutely right. You have to meet people where they are. And let's just take a step together. I'm not a doctor. You are. Dr. Senyata is here. Dr. Oh. Senyata, amen. <laughs> I would not ever, you know, that work that people put in, I haven't done it. That said, um, this pandemic has wrought, wrought havoc on our community, black people in particular. And I remember early on, I was talking to a, a doctor who was trained in Cuba, which you have been to as well. You, you have some ties there as well. And she was saying how they have been pristine in the way in which they handled this. We have not. So those of us who are suffering under an imperfect system with people who are wildly ignorant, how do we keep ourselves safe through natural methods and, you know, medical, you know, taking medicine as well, making sure that we, you know, do everything possible to stay here. What are your, um, what's your advice? 
uh, you know, we this is a lesson mankind learned, uh, as specifically uh, European folks during the bu bubonic plague, et cetera, is that hygiene is like the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So whether it's wearing a mask, whether it's washing your hands, whether it's cleaning surfaces, you know, the, the information changes so much, but why not do it? I mean, who hates dirt? Nobody. <laughs> You know, everybody hates dirt. You know, God is like, just keep clean yourself. It's next to godliness. So that's the first thing that also Cubans have been very good about. Um, their medical system is amazing. And it's probably because medical education there is free. It's free or extremely low cost. And so people who want to go into medicine there actually do it. It's not a status per se. So you find that people are very interested in preventative medicine there, that uh, keeping your immune system healthy all the time so that when you do face natural and, you know, sort of crafted things that come up, you're a little more prepared for what's about to go on. Don, I know you got to run because I'm keeping her over. So ask your question. This is, this is this is fascinating. I, you know, I um I don't even know where to start. You seem like you have such a holistic grasp on human health and wellness, and I love the concept that aside from us discussing the vaccine, you ain't mentioned nan drug yet because we don't have to get into pharmaceuticals, corporate produced, marketed and sold pharmaceuticals to be healthy people. I mean, frankly, it starts with what we eat. My wife was watching a documentary last night that I just refused to watch because I, I enjoy seafood. Uh, I forgot what it's called, Netflix, <laughs> uh, see something. And you know, the reality of the matter is that vegetarianism and veganism is probably holistically from a health perspective, it's probably where we need to be. And how, I, I can imagine that it's an, it would be an extraordinarily difficult adjustment for me, but from you being born into this, uh, what was that like? I mean, did it ever feel weird, essentially? Because it's kind of cool now, but when we were kids, I don't know that it was the norm. It was not. This is a great question. Um, it was always weird to me growing up because other people made it weird. You know, so if I was in school, yeah. and I was like, I'm bringing my lunch. I'm not being critical of anybody else, but I'm bringing my food or whatever's going on. It, it, it could be a little bit awkward. Um, what I will say is that it, it was awkward for me then, but now it's an industry and yeah. it is my industry too. And, you know, having also raised children who are vegetarian, uh, I have grandchildren who mostly are vegetarian and pescatarian. Wait, say what now? That's unbelievable. Say what now? Wait, hold you on. Like you're 30 years old. Did she say Matt. she has grandchildren? Yes, she did. You better stop pointing at me. God, oh my God. <laughs> so uh, my oldest daughter is 36 this year. And so here, here's what I will say, Don, is that it's all a personal choice. And like I said, my, you know, my younger dog, dogmatic years are way, way, way behind me. I'm an old lady now. And what I will say is that um, even when you're mentioning, okay, you don't look like you have grandchildren. I, I really must say that it has everything to do with preventative living and, um, you know, just not imbibing alcohol like that just wasn't ever my thing and also the foods we are talking with senyata amen dr senyata amen and you can go to calabash tea.com i'm on the site right now I'm, i think i got a bunch of stuff ready to order and i want to ask you about all this i got like a thousand questions so i know you're gonna have to come back you're gonna have to come oh, back because 
I'm like, ah, all of the herbs, all of the teas. This is, uh, what is Jamaican gold seal moss? I I want that, but I don't know what it is. So I put that in the basket. I'm like, but what is it though? What is it? Sea moss is having a moment right now, which I'm glad. It's our childhood food. I mean, we eat it all the time and really as a drink. Typically we put almond milk or other kinds of um, uh, oat milk you could put with it or whatever, but there's a process to make sea moss. It's a seaweed. And so it contains more than 90 minerals that the body needs. The body needs an essential like 102 or so, 102. And sea moss contains almost all of those because the ocean is our mother, right? So like it contains the nourishment that we need. And so it's easy to make that as a as a gel and use it in smoothies and things. And it's easy to make into a smoothie once you know how to do it. So uh, we have instructions for that kind of thing. And it, it's just great. I see. I see. I'm I'm a smoothie person, too. So I'm a, I like spirulina. I see you have that yeah. on here. And this is good for eczema and dermatitis and psoriasis, which eczema I've suffered from most of my life uh, until I got my gut health together. Uh, but so, so tell us your, your, cause I'm looking at you when you said grandmother, I, yeah. and I'm used to seeing black people who look good for their, you know, quote unquote age. I'm used to that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I'm, I'm staring at you now. Cause I'm like, where's the grandma? Where is it? I can't see it. So tell us what, what is your, your daily regimen? And this is about time put in. This is not something you did last week or a month ago. This seems like a lifestyle. It is. But it's never too late. Anybody hearing this should, you know, I don't care if you're 102, you know, like the minerals, you just get started where you are. But I start the morning with matcha, with maca together. And that's something we serve at our shops too. And we just find, I just find it works for my body, um, like in some oat milk um, and uh, maybe some other protein. Uh, and then I just move into our lunch which is typically like fruit and, you know, other things. And then my dinner, I try to, you know, it doesn't always happen because I'm busy, but eating before sundown is nice. Like trying to eat around seven, you know, at this time of year, um, I just sleep so much better and my sleep is pivotal. I am a dragon lady. So <laughs> anyone who works with me knows I'm I'm like high energy. I'm like, let's do it now. Let's go. And um, if I get enough sleep, I am more tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. sleep is pivotal. Now, you you said alcohol. No alcohol? No. You know, I tried that when I was probably 18 or 19. I had, you know, a week where I was drinking and I just felt horrible and so dry. My skin was dry. I'm like, this is going to use up all my moisturizer. So I'm like, I can't do this. You know, we can't be ashy. No. So I was like, I got to get out of this. And um, I didn't feel great. And I just think that a lot of us drink socially because we're, we think we're expected to um, meet me for a drink. It's just in our language. And then the, it's in the zeitgeist in our lexicon. But the truth is that um, we could have a kombucha, we could have something else. It's just, it's time to switch that up. Even the fact that we call it a drink, even though there are many kinds of drink, but drink now just means an alcoholic drink, just goes to show you the industry. Smoking. You have some CBD on the site as well. We but do have CBD, not to smoke, but it's a tincture that you use. Um, I am probably one of the few, I'm going to get a lot of heat on this, but I'm one of the few Jamaicans on earth that has never smoked marijuana. <laughs> 
Um, I, my, as I said, my great grandmother was one of my herbal teachers. She was a village healer of her village and she taught me how to make eye drops out of it, how to make uh, marijuana tea that you drink, how to put it on salves for eczema and psoriasis, but smoking, it was nothing we ever talked about. So it was just really foreign to me that people were just sitting around doing that. It's not a criticism. I just think there are other ways to get the medicine that sometimes we don't explore. Well, we had Dr. Carl Hart on, who's the author of a book, uh, was it the Drugs for the Grownups? And he said smoking is the absolute, and he ta- he's a heroin user. He said smoking is the absolute worst thing you could do to your body. And I was like, that's a man that uses heroin. You're just depositing ash right into your lungs. So I don't know what we expect. Biggest mistakes, black, black folk, you know, um, during this COVID-19, it was, you know, really stunningly clear that not only are we frontline workers, but also we have these comorbidities, you know, the high blood pressure, the diabetes, the heart disease that, you know, and we can go on, but it's diet related. Most of the, the diabetes we have is top type two, which is preventable and reversible for the most part, uh, high blood pressure, same thing, uh, heart disease, same thing. So if, if we're not eating well and people think it's heredity, but I'm like, no, you, we eat the way our parents ate. My mom and I were talking, she was like, yeah, this person had a uh, diabetes. My grandmother had diabetes. My great grandmother has had diabetes, but you, I said, you don't have diabetes. She said, well, it skips a generation. I was like, I'm never having diabetes. So we, we, you know, we had this conversation just last night and it was like, y'all, they ate the same, that sweet tea, the macaroni and cheese with the 50,000 cheeses. You had the cornbread and the, and the biscuits. And, you know, it was a lot of sugar in the diet and both my, my grandmothers drank. And so you, you're going to get diabetes because of the diet. How do we get us to be conditioned, like you said, to not go out for drinks, but go out for tea or go out for matcha, go out for kombucha? That is a great question. And that's why we created what we did at Calabash was, in my mind, we needed a sexy space. Um, we needed to be the people's barmacy. Like you felt like you're coming in a bar, you're hanging out. Um, and so it's a lot of, it's the place a lot of people have their first dates. Uh, last dates. <laughs> we get a lot of last dates. And so people take a little nervous system tonic and get their courage together. Like this is not working out or whatever, you know, but the idea that environments should be created, that um, alcohol, the alcohol industry shouldn't have the monopoly on places you want to hang out. And so that was one of the reasons we did what we did. The same thing is true for soul food. I mean, what is more delicious than that? It's a Thing. And there's an opportunity for us to make things uh, the same as our parents and grandparents did. We're just going to use some substitutions. Um, look, our greater, greater, greater grandparents, many of them were working forcible labor in, in an agribusiness, right? These were plantocracies, plantations, etc. They had so much physical work. It almost balanced out a lot of that food because they used so many calories to, to forcibly you know, do that work on plantation. So it's different. We live a sedentary lifestyle. We sitting right now or, or standing around. It's just not the same. Mm-hmm. We cannot eat that level of starch anymore. Uh, you have Harriet's gun and Garvey's ghost. I'm just going to just put that out there. So tell me what's in the matcha. Tell me what's in your matcha that, that you use that, that you put that first on your system. What yeah. is it about the matcha, matcha and the maca? Just, yeah. And what's the difference? Is- 
That's a great question. Um, matcha is a finely stone ground green tea. And the reason I like matcha is because you're getting the fiber too. So instead of steeping your green tea and throwing the leaves out, you're eating the leaves because it's ground, right? So you get a lot of fiber, it keeps you regular. It, it helps clear the system, which clears the skin. Um, Wait, hold on, and let me add that to my cart. Hold on, go ahead, go ahead, continue. <laughs> And maca is a Peruvian superfood. It's a root that is powdered and ground. And so just honestly, I'm, I'm a person who has very little time. So the fact that I can throw a teaspoon of that in a cup and put three ounces of hot water and then a little oat milk slasher on almond on top, I go because uh, I'm that person on the go. So I need something, even though I love the ritual of tea, that's something I reserve for hours. I'm not working like on the weekend or whatever I'm doing, you know? So in your, in your downtime, what tea do you enjoy? My last good nerve. Oh, where is that? What is in my that? Family, my family. <laughs> my last good nerve is that tea that helps restore the nervous system there's a difference between sleep and nerve restoration. And so during the daytime is when I restore my nervous system so that my sleep at night is uninterrupted. I need that uninterrupted, um, you know, I, I don't like that waking up at one, two or three in the morning and you're looking at the time and you're like, why am I awake? So if I keep my nervous system mellow during the day, then my sleep is better. So my last good nerve is my number one choice. Do you drink that? Cause I know if I drink after eight o'clock, I am up to go to the bathroom. Like I'll drink water and right. I'm like, what time? Nope, I gotta drink all my water before seven. You are absolutely right. My water cutoff is seven. Okay, I'm, I'm doing something good. But your last good nerve, are you, are you si sipping that? You know, you got your matcha and your maca in the morning. When do you start? When do you cut off sipping on your last good nerve? That's a great question. I typically have that around five or six so that my re-entry into my house is smooth for everybody. I'm off of Dragon Lady and I'm off of, this is, this is mommy. This is the first, you know, whatever I need to do right then, because I have to land. You know what I mean? Like I I'm do. flying high and then I got to land. I love it. I, I love don't want to come in hot. <laughs> Let's take some calls, 866-801-8255, because I'm going to have you back on to tell your backstory, and I am fascinated with this witchery. But uh, let's, <laughs> I'm going to get into that. But I think, you know, that's a larger, to me, a spiritual conversation that we have, have to have, and we can't do it in 10 minutes. So let's no. go to Angel in Detroit. We'll get questions in, and I have more questions about your tea. Hey, Angel, welcome. You're on with Dr. Senyata. Hey. Perfect. Hi, Miss Karen. I'm a, a big fan, and um, thank you for having Dr. Is it Amen? I hope I'm pronouncing I'm correctly. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm sorry. But thank That's you guys good. for sharing some great information. But I have a quick question. My mom just started making, like, the sea moss mix with, I think, ginger and turmeric. But my husband was telling me that um, there was, like, some carrageen like, issues with the sea moss. So I just wanted to pick your brain. Like for some thoughts on that, because I don't go to the doctor for another like six weeks to, you know, ask my, you know, um, health professional. So what are your thoughts on the dangers of like carrageenan in the sea moss? Or do you think that's like a, a non, a non-factor? Um, that's a great question. I appreciate that. I think that it's a non-factor in most cases. And I love to see women getting iodine in the ways that they need to because our thyroids often suffer, mostly because we are flying high, like I said, and that uh, high adrenal 
drive, that high fire often throws the other glands in our system. It's like a biofeedback. And especially for women, the thyroid gets affected. And if you think about your aunties and other people, you're like their thyroid kind of had a problem. Um, so I don't think that's necessarily a problem what you were mentioning. What I do think is an issue is where it's farmed. Um, how it's harvested and where it's farmed. And that's super important because our waterways are polluted in lots of areas, number one. Number two is anytime something's the hot new joint, like sea moss or matcha or whatever, it's over farmed in an area. And that can be dangerous because you're not really getting the nutrient that you think you are, or you're getting stuff that is not pure. So I really appreciate your question. Where, where, do, you, where do you get your tea? Uh, well, our sea moss is actually the seaweed moss. Next time I come, I'll show you. It's it's scary looking in a way, <laughs> but it's the actual seaweed and our divers dive for it. I have pictures of these guys, like they go down and dive. You have your own oh. divers at Calabash Tea? We, we do because we're wow. Jamaican, so we know them. And that way we're able to put the money directly in their hands. Direct trade is where it's at to reach oh. back to our communities. Okay. Um you you said earlier when we were talking about vaccines and and medicine you said do what you need to do to deal with the unnatural thing that we're dealing with and then we'll fix it on the other end so if yeah. all of the people we're we're telling them get the vaccine because we need to be able to protect ourselves from dying um but there there are some people who are afraid of the the you know the after effects you know the side effects of the vaccine are there things we can do after we've been vaccinated to balance our system and to make sure that we uh, have a good experience? I definitely think so here. I mean, just like you said, and we were talking about you, you we have to survive. That's what we have to do. And I, I mentioned my grandfather remembering when he was a child that there was a flu and people were wearing masks. He survived it because the people in his family we're wearing masks. So what we have to think about is what can we do to survive to be able to be the legends that people talk about later? And the and the, the most straightforward thing is if it's about taking a vaccine, take it. And then later you can work out uh, things like inflammation, which is, which is a killer. The inflammation in your system is the thing that will do you the most harm, nine out of 10. I see people who are afraid to take vaccines, eating stuff that I don't think is actually food. I mean, if they watch these documentaries like Food Inc. and Forks over knives over fork, you know, forks over knives and all this stuff, you see that these industries don't care about you. So we can't take, talk about vaccines and they go eat KFC or talk about or whatever it is. Right? Whatever fried eat. chicken well, or right. Yeah. That, we don't want you getting you in know, trouble. With the people. Donald's, whatever. Right. Like you right. can't do. You know, it's it's an inconsistent message. So I have been vaccinated. Everybody in my family behind that door has been vaccinated. And I care about the people that I deal with in my community above all else. And so um, I am ready to be on the front lines of that. And I deal with so many people. We could see up to 300 people in our shop a day. I have to be ready to be able to see them and also keep them in my highest regards in terms of making sure I'm safe to be in touch with them. That's right. So, it's, you know, it's just what you got to do with soldiers. So are, are there are there teas to, you know, because I know turmeric is good for inflammation, but you're right. If your diet isn't clean and you go get vaccinated and you already have these underlying conditions and then you compound it with the sugar and the, the grease and all of the, you know, unnatural fats and fructose and all of that corn syrup. 
eliminate that? Is there like a period maybe we should fast? If, could you fast, you know, during that period in between the vaccine or fast for a period afterwards? Would that would that help? I'm just... Um, it, so I love fasting. I think a lot of people are unprepared for fasting. Uh, they, they, you know, lots of us think, okay, well, just I'll drink water for a certain amount of days or just liquids. Um, there's, it's its own detoxifying process. So it's good to be prepared for a fast and, um, and decide what you're going to do for that fast. It's not like, oh, I'm just going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? It takes preparation. Um, the thing that I think ha- helps most is to keep our immune system boosted. So like we provide people with lots of um, like rescue me as our tea for that. We have an immune boost tonic. So we're doing distillations of herbs that are time tested for helping immune systems. I honest to God, uh, cannot tell you the last time I got sick. It's been like had a cold. It's been at least seven or eight years. Like I just don't get sick like that. And our staff too, like it's probably because we're breathing the herbs in all day, but it just keeps you that way. And in childhood, I never spent one day in the hospital. I, was, I can't even remember having a cold or being sick. It just didn't happen because I was the one bagging herbs in my parents' shop. Mm. So there has to be something there where um, you're, if your immune system is just picked up where it needs to be, then you have a better chance. And even so, I got vaccinated. You better say, Sonata, amen. Let me take a couple more calls. We have another doctor that's coming in. He's standing by as well. We're going to be talking to a pediatrician in a minute because this one is Wednesday. That's right. Let's go to Casey in Texas. You're on with Dr. Sonata, amen. Welcome. So be it. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Hey, Ms. Santa. Hi, Hi. I have a question. I cannot um, intake a lot of caffeine. If I do, I have like um, lumps in my breast area that will form. So what is the alternative uh, to not drinking tea, but still being able to get the nutrients that you all are talking about that our body needs? Because I also have heard about sea moss and the different types of sea mosses. And so I'm trying to move towards that way and go more herbal and not so much as industrial with yes. healthcare? This is a great question, Casey. Um, I also am very caffeine sensitive. So that morning thing I have is like 7 a.m., 6.37, and that's it. And it's the very smallest amount because like I said, I come in hot. I'm already here. So <laughs> what I will say is that um, the lumps in the breast are not unusual. Some people do react to caffeine that way, and um, especially drinking coffee. And um, something like Vitex, which is an herb that helps uh, balance hormones, is is what's hap- you, you know what you need on the other side. So let me just say this: is that tea doesn't equal caffeine. So uh, let's say, for example, on our website there are categories where it says herbal. None of that has caffeine. Mm-hmm. 80% of the teas that I make are not caffeinated because these are actually tisans. These are mixtures of herbs or flowers or different things that are balanced in a way to help you heal. It's I'm not healing you. You're healing. I'm just helping you get out of your way. So this is our job is to provide things that help and, and not everybody should have caffeine either. Well, what about caffeine and fat because I think the combination of caffeine, fat, and sugar, I think that's like the the unholy trinity of, unholy. of unhealth, of bad health. Yeah, lots of folks, um, lots of us are fall into that 
circular trap. Um, so sometimes our, our coffee in the morning already has the things that you mentioned, Miss um, Hunter, Karen, um, that, that are uh, these non-dairy creamers and weird you know, artificial ingredients that end up, you know, the, the combination of that, which are just like plastics, you know what I mean? And the coffee and the salt and the other. So breakfast is almost like a bomb of horribleness in this country. And if we just dial it backwards to its simplest, lowest, you know, common denominator, having some fruit, having some tea, you know, having some uh, high protein grain, if you want some grains, um, like I love the Dave's killer bread, they make a bagel, and it has 12 grams of protein. So like just things like that, uh, you could still have the foods you love, you just make a choice on on how you're getting them in. Mm. Oh, this is so good. 866-801-8255. And the lines are lit. Ah, uh, okay, Smith. Let's figure this out, please. All right. Thank you. Yvonne in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, has a question about CMOS for Dr. Senyata. Hey. Hi. Hello, Karen. Hello, Doc. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I have a question. I'm a 63-year-old woman. I take. I just started taking organic CMOS, and I had checked into it, and I was trying to get it in its original form, but it was hard to find in the store. On top of that, I take the beets. I take the ginger. I take the turmeric. And I take a D3 and I take one magnesium pill at night because I get cramps in my legs. So yeah. what, what should I expect from the CMOS? How is that helping me? Well, I love your, your routine is fabulous. And especially people of color need vitamin D and D3 is the most absorbable. And we often spend time indoors in places during the winter time. You, you have the benefit of being an ATLian. So you have a little more sunshine, but uh, we're already brown. We're not getting enough sun. That becomes a problem like heart health, other, you know, uh, interstitial tissues and also our veins, you know, stenosis, like the hardening of the vein. It's like vitamin Vitamin D and our mood. Vitamin D is totally connected to our depressions and things of that nature. So here's the thing. Um, CMOS is great. I love that you mentioned you're having trouble getting it in its original form. And that's why we do what we do is that it should look scary. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it should look like you know, it came out of the ocean and you may eat it. It may eat you. You know what I mean? Like it looks <laughs> like a, like a tree out of the, and that's the way it should look. And once the time, by the time it's powdered and uh, put into a jar or anything that people are doing, it's been processed and we're trying to get away from processed right. foods, not moving toward them just because they're natural. They're still processed. So it, we have to put some effort into it, right? CMOS does take a little work in terms of rinsing the seawater off and there's a whole process but that process is part of how we take we've been taking care of ourselves for centuries and we just need to return to that mm. oh i love and as i was listening to yvonne and thank you for your call there's yes. a lot of us self-medicating there's a lot of us who say well i have this what herb do i need and so we're taking herbs and supplements and things and we that you have divers that are getting your sea moss is everything. It's in my basket. As soon as we get off the air, I'm getting it. Um, and your matcha as well. But, you know, as, as we, you know, start to, or can we do too much is what I'm saying, you know, cause I was reading, do I need ashwalaga, whatever I can't even pronounce Ashwagandha. it. And, and mm -hmm. spirulina. Do they, do they clash? You know, can yeah. we do too much if we don't know what the heck we're doing, Dr. Senyata and how do we know what we're doing? 
This is a great question. Yes, we can do too much. Um, I also maybe three times a week put a little ashwagandha in my morning drink that I mentioned to you um, and, a, and a 14 mushroom, uh, which you'll see on our site, like is, it's a mushroom blend. Uh, and that's great for boosting your immune system as well. So here's the thing. Um, my great grandmother taught me that a, a good set of herbs is like a village. It needs more than one thing. It needs a, a king, it needs a queen, it needs um, messengers that run the message, it needs um, staff that runs water, you know, it needs everything. So to, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll, we'll hear, oh, this is good, or I've heard turmeric's great, but we're not taking it with the helper herbs that it needs to absorb in our system, or we're taking too much, like you mentioned, of that thing, and then we're not counterbalancing it like oh i'm taking this thing which is a blood thinner and then i'm also taking turmeric and then i got cut and it's just bleeding all over the place it's because some of these herbs are already doing those jobs and it's worthwhile talking to your physician your primary care provider about the things the supplements that you're taking because if they're not aware they need to factor that in and most physicians should like look that stuff up to see what the biochemical process is because all herbs i mean 70 to 80% of the stuff that's in CVS behind the counter that look like tablets are actually formulated originally on herbal medicine. So they're either derived from that or they're derived to mimic those things. Mm -hmm. So we really are, well, we owe it to ourselves to have a conversation with our physicians, not just like, oh, I'm going to take this and I'm not going to take my blood pressure medication. You will have a stroke. Like you need to take your medication and then go to your physician. You know what? I'd like to dial back on that. And this is how I'd like to do it. And if you monitor me, let's do this together. It's a marriage. You yeah. have to, you have to do that. Um, yeah, my mother was taking the super beats and her blood pressure got low. So she thought, well, I don't need to take my blood pressure medicine. And our doctor was like, um, stop it. Stop. This is not a cure. Stop it. Uh, what about the vitamin B, uh, D3? Because unlike vitamin C, which is pretty much soluble, if you drink water, it'll flush out your system. If you take too much, you get a little diarrhea. Vitamin mm -hmm. D does not break down in your system that way. And we need a lot black people, but what's a lot and how do we know how much and you could take too much and mess up your liver. You definitely could. There are some great um, brands on the market that I like. There are brands I personally use um, that I think are dose appropriate. So if you're reading it, you're seeing the micrograms, the, the, the um, micro units that you're supposed to get, and you should just really follow that. Um, I know sometimes we're excited. I'm going to take half the bottle, you know, and it's like, because it's going to cure that. COVID. No, don't do that. Um, let, you know, slow and steady wins the race. So start, start slow and start low. That's always my thing is just start low, just go slow. And then we'll see how we feel. If you need more then you do that, but it's not going to be cured in half a bottle of, you know, supplement or whatever. Uh, movement. Do you, do you work out Dr. Senyata? Senyata Amen is here and that's Calabash T. Calabash. We'll tweet it out. Of course, I got about four <laughs> items in my basket ready to, to purchase at the end of this. Cause it's I, I'm, I'm excited. Um, and I do, um, I have a treadmill in my basement. I usually go down there. It's like my little bat cave. So I go down there or I walk to work and we have one of our locations really close, like about almost a mile. And so I walk to work and walk home, which I find is the best thing um, for my mind to, uh, to wind down, to, you know, to come home, wind down, have that tea, that my Alaska nerve and just 
talk to the people in my house because they're like, where you been? What are you doing? Where'd you go? What'd you see? What do you hear? <laughs> <laughs> um you know we it's it's a good idea to go out in nature i think everybody needs that we need to be able to see trees and and natural things and and it just makes a difference in our nervous system too i love it tanya in massachusetts welcome to the karen hunter show you're on with dr amen oh thank you hi karen hi dr amen Uh, my question is pertaining to menopause insomnia and any recommendations or any teas that um, I can drink to help combat the insomnia? That's a great question. Um, we, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a commercial for us, but we, we've been in this industry a long time. So there's only so many things you can do to the body that we haven't seen. You know what I mean? And so um, with uh, menopause, we have a tonic called Wise Woman, which has a lot of the herbs that are great for staving off hot flashing and just like the insomnia stuff, there's a tonic called deep dreams. And the reason why I like these tonics is because of what Karen was saying earlier, which is drinking a whole cup of tea in the evening at seven or eight before you're going to bed or nine or 10, you're gonna have to get up in the middle of the night. So we make these tonics, which are just sprays. So they're distillations of herbs, like spraying that in is giving you as much as drinking like two or three cups of tea, but there's very little liquid. So you can move on with your life. Nobody wants to get up in the middle of the night, that's not sexy. Having to get up, go to the bathroom. It breaks your sleep. It's just not cool. So I, I trust that tonic myself. Um, and, and it's just, it works well. I'm going to go out on a limb and, uh, guess Dr. Sonata, I'm in that you didn't have (laughs) a whole lot of menopausal issues. I'm going to just guess that I said out loud, you had none. Yes, I, I was going to say none, but I didn't want to put you on the spot just in case. No, I appreciate that. No, I had none. Um, people around me uh, were like, hey, oh, I'm having that, you know. And what I did realize, too, um, in my travels and in talking to my farmers and other people in other countries, because we go direct to those farmers, that some of these women, it's mostly women farmers we deal with. That it's, I don't know if people understand that it's black and brown hands that are women's hands that are farming their everyday food and the things that make life worth living, the cocoa and the chocolate and the cinnamon and the ginger and the turmeric and the teas, these are women doing this. And so in talking to them, uh, Japanese women, African women, like lots of you, they don't have any monopausal symptoms. It's a very, very American problem. And it has so much to do with our diet and lack of those herbs and nutrients that we normally would have had. Japanese women, for example, have no word for it. They have no word for menopause. You better say that. Oh, who's that? Oh, Don is back. Hi, Don. Don Calloway popped back in. Hey. I feel like I'm intruding on a on a women folks conversation. No, you, you're a man married to a woman, so you're gonna have to deal with or not deal with it if she's eating her regular, you know, good food, no meat and no drink and no drank, uh, doing her herbs properly. She's not gonna have these issues. You want to take it all from us within one interview? Gosh. No, not at all. Not at all. It's about, like I said, it's about stair steps, about meeting people where they are. That's what we do. And that's what I would dare say that we're good at is wherever you're coming in, we're just stepping together. That's how villages should be. We're not excluding people. We're not expecting somebody to do anything. We're not expecting them to do anything. Maybe you just came in for today and you just want to feel different and that's fine. Um, 
But here's the thing. And Karen said this, the, the more you're setting a tone or your wife is setting a tone sounds like in your house and you guys are vibrating at the same rate, then you just feel good together. It, it extends, dare I say, your love life uh, in a different capacity. Everybody feels sexy, juicy, wonderful. And that is a benefit for you. So I'm just going to let you sit with that. Don. Did she say juicy? I uh, I said it. She said juicy. Listen, uh, and, and what's interesting with Don, um, and I'm going to share this because he shared it with everybody and even wrote an article about it. Dr. Amen, oh, he had a heart attack from drinking too much. Oh, wow. I wasn't from drinking too much. I, I mean, I did have a heart You said attack. that that was what, the, what precipitated the heart attack. It was it was a contributing factor. No, 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 not... no. Now I see, I see because you don't want to give. So here's the thing, Doctor. I mean, is he walking please, him back? Please address. No, he is walking it back and address this because I think I, you know, I like biscuits, but biscuits <laughs> don't like me. So you know what I had to do? I had to give up the biscuits. I've had the biscuits before. I know that they're delicious. I don't have to keep eating them. Maybe once a year I'll splurge. Maybe. But I know that certain things don't operate well with my body. And I want to be 120. That was what the Bible says I'm supposed to be. So I'm like, how do I get to be 120? Okay, here's the prescription. And it's a lifestyle thing. I get people drinking, being very social, and it, and, and it becomes not just addictive, but the, the community around it is addictive. You know, the nearest, Uncle Nearest, you, you got your cigar, you got, you know, there's this whole culture. I just wish we would build a culture around things that would keep us here 120 years and healthy, not hooked up to a dialysis machine or in a wheelchair losing a foot. You know, I like, we got work to do and we need everyone to be in the soil doing things at a healthy level. So the resistance is weird to me. All right. You're absolutely say, right. You're absolutely right. Um, and who doesn't love biscuits, but what I will say, <laughs> what I, they're delicious. Um, and so what I, what I will say is that um, the Buddha said that the middle road moderation is the key, right? So there, you know, in the story of the Buddha, he lived this excessive lifestyle. And then, then he went austere, you know what I mean? Just like, and then he came back to the middle because he was like, you know, it's the middle road. And so I just like that as an example to say that um, everything in moderation, you know, it's not like don't ever have a drink or don't, if that's what you want to do. But drinking too much is what you mentioned, uh, Karen. And, and that's part of it is like, you also knew Don, look at Don, he's just, <laughs> uh, drinking too much is definitely, uh, if you already knew that that was in your consciousness, then it probably was true. Oh, no, listen, there, there's no doubt that, uh, at various times in my life, I have, I've never been an alcoholic, but I've certainly taken in too much alcohol. Perhaps that's the definition of an alcoholic. Eh? That's Maybe what I'm... alcoholics say. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I have by all means cut back on the drinking. And certainly it was a contributing factor to the overall kind of health picture that led to a, a heart attack a few years yeah. back. So um, yeah. And, and, and and I don't drink anywhere near as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I probably never totally abstain, but you know, moder- not only moderation, but you can still take in a moderate amount of alcohol and that be too much, right? So I think, you know, just dramatic reductions in alcohol, particularly as the summer opens up, the world opens back up and people are about to be social again. I mean, I can only imagine, I mean, there's folks ready for these streets this summer. And- We're already doing it. I was um, gonna say. <laughs> 
right, right. So these beer gardens near us are like that's right, right down the street, and and folks just really need to be cautious on that on that intake. Um, they definitely know. do. Um, it, here's the thing: everybody's different, right? Even with regard to herbs, even with regard to supplements and alcohol, anything that you can do to the human body, everybody's different. And so, some people's tolerance is just at a different place. Here's the thing, too, and you just mentioned this. When you, when most of us go to do something social and that place, as you were mentioning, Karen, is like a sexy place or we're loving to hang out in this place. The food that goes with that is so crazy. Like that pub food or the, it's always salty and cheesy and, you know, just over sugar or whatever it is. Right. But it's mostly salty because that makes people drink. <laughs> So it's a marketing ploy, the burger with the cheese on it, the cheesy fries, the chili and the, you know, so it's, it's, um, it's by design that that happens that pub food is like that. And so we just end up in this cycle. Man. Uh, all right. Let me take a couple more calls. Betty in oh. Los Angeles. Betty, you're on with Dr. Amin. Hey, Betty. Hi. Hi, Karen. And hi, Dr. Amin. How are you today? Awesome. Great. Just Sonyata is fine. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I would like, this question is for Dr. Uh, Amen. I, I'm uh, calling to find out if you know anything that I can drink that would help or anything that I could use on my skin for sunburn. I worked uh, carrying nails nearly 30 years, and in, in, in that time, I received uh, sunburn on my face. So, yeah. Um, Have you been? I, to, uh huh. Uh, can I answer I that? Know, can I, I ask? I would love to ask you something because you know, call and response is how we function in community, and then even with healing, I, you know, there's call and response. So, do, do have you seen your dermatologist or a dermatologist about this? Yes, I have. I have seen a derm dermatologist, and uh, they prescribed me some medication over my face that uh, it really didn't work. Okay. Um, well, here's, then, here's what I say that we do at home um, is, uh, and when I say at home, I mean in, in the Caribbean, is that the same thing we mentioned earlier about the sea moths, we make it into a gel, which you could either put in your smoothie or your food, but we also use it on our skin for like eczema, psoriasis, um, burns on the skin. Because if you think about it, it's coming out of the ocean. So it has all of these nutrients and it's cool, like the gel when you make it, like the ocean, right? And so when you smooth it on, it's very calming, but it also helps put stuff back into your skin. So it's great as a mask ordinarily. And then it's great if you have damage to your skin, not open wounds, of course, right? We're not talking about burns that are still open and all of that, but like what you're talking about, which is um, burns over a long period of time from the sun. Uh, and, and people with melanin can get sunburn. Ah, dude, I get sunburn all the time. <laughs> Dr. Senyata, uh, yes. and phone lines are lit. I know she'll be back. She'll be back and you'll see her in other iterations. She came in on, on angel wings today and gave us much needed, uh, insight, get vaccinated, but then boost your immunity, boost your immunity going into the vaccine too. Because if you have underlying conditions, does that complicate it with the MNRA technology that is in, uh, two of the vaccines? Uh, is that a problem? Should we? Yeah. Why not? 
solve for all the things, right? Like if you have underlying conditions, that means you're more susceptible uh, to whatever's going on in the outside world. So you got to pick a struggle. And, and it's at least if you have something that's a known, which is like getting vaccinated, then you move on at the same time. Concurrently, you make some changes. You can't go eat at, you know, Crack Donald's and Murder King or whatever you're doing, right? And then say, <laughs> I don't want to get vaccinated. It's like, but you're already... You know, so we we have to make sure that our messages are consistent and we're bringing our level of health up. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.